This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics. Applied Botanics offers a great line of CBD oils, including a line for pets. Now, I've been using their products for the last two months. I really wanted to test it out before I started promoting it to listeners of this podcast. And I have to say, I experienced some great benefits. They have five different products, which include comfort, focus, recovery, tranquility, and vitality. The three that I utilized the most were comfort, focus, and tranquility. Comfort really provided me with stress and anxiety relief. I just started a new job two months ago. So between that and the fact that we're still living in a pandemic, comfort really slowed things down for me. And at the end of the day, kept that anxiety and stress at bay. Their focus line also helped me during podcasts. It helped me to really focus on what my guests are saying, which enables me to ask the important questions and really pull back the layers of who they are. And finally, and possibly my favorite that I felt great benefits from is tranquility. I take it 30 minutes or so before bed, and it really helps deliver me into that deeper sleep faster than I would without it. I wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Now, oftentimes people are skeptical of CBD oil, especially when it comes to the price. But whether you're curious about CBD or have used CBD products before, you will find that Applied Botanics CBD is nearly half the cost of other brands. Their thoughts are that using CBD should not require a payment plan. On top of that, listeners of this podcast can get an additional 30% off their first purchase using the code word POPGO Project at checkout. So head over to AppliedBotanics.com where you can learn more about all their products. And if you decide to make a purchase, use code word POPGO Project for 30% off. Applied Botanics. Live healthy and happy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Garden Center, Lawn Care, and Landscaping Services. Working hard so you don't have to. They will take care of mowing, edging, pruning, trimming, shrubs, mulching, planting, and landscaping. Uh, call them today for affordable and free estimates, weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly weeding and cutting services. And new this year is the Keller's Garden Center. They just moved to a new location across the street from their old location. And the Garden Center will offer landscape design and installation, mulch, rock, plants, trees, and more. They are located on 7 Kern Street in Exeter, PA. Call them today at 570-299-7240. Again, working hard so you don't have to. My guest today is a singer, producer, and artist currently residing in Los Angeles. I first met her when she was the bass player for the rock band Another Day Dawns. We discuss her departure from that band, writing, recording, and producing her own music, and what it's been like living in LA over the last year during the pandemic. She has 10 songs available on all the streaming services, some surpassing 50,000 streams and one over 105,000 streams. I have always really enjoyed her music and had a lot of fun catching up with her since the last time we spoke. Welcome to the show, Livy Dillon. And we're live. All right. Welcome to the show, Livy Dillon. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you are on the West Coast, correct? I am. I'm in Los Angeles. Very cool. And we'll get into that too. Um, but I, I have not seen you. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, last time I saw you 
was probably two and a half years ago. We were with uh, Rich Howells for NEPAC. Yeah. And we were eating chicken wings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember that because I wore lipstick that day and I was like, oh, this is this is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> good thing. Well, hopefully it's not testing on animals, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> no. It's, it's, all, it's all good. It's yes. All good. You can eat your lipstick. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys were all like. You know, rock start out and eating chicken yes. wings and trying not to get, and we're on camera too. So obviously we're trying not to like. Try not to make a complete mess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a while. So thanks for doing this, obviously. Um, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I've been, I, I don't know if you've seen these at all, but I've been kind of just, um, you know, I had a radio show, as you know, I, I featured mm -hmm. a few of your songs on that show. It got uh, what they call put on hiatus back in mm -hmm. October. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. A hiatus to me could mean a week or two, or it mm -hmm. could be never again. Yeah. Uh, I'm a father. So a hiatus to me is like telling your, your kid, um, you know, I'll think about it or, um, we'll see, uh, yeah. just to kind of get you or get them to stop bothering you. So mm -hmm. I decided to, to, uh, start this podcast where I could still, yeah um, talk to artists and, um, just kind of be a part of their lives. And if I could be of any help to promote their music, that's what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. I know that since we last spoke, you have been pumping out a ton of music. It seems. Yes, I have. <laughs> so let's start at the, from like kind of when I was introduced to you. Um, I, I I'm not going to ask you to go into details unless you want to, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know how things ended and I'm not here to, to be that guy. So, but I know that when we met, when you were on, on Rich's show, um, mm -hmm. you were with the band Another Day Dons. Yes. The yeah. Bass player. Mm -hmm. And I feel like shortly after that interview, and I could be wrong with the timeline because my, my brain is shit these days, but you left the band shortly after that interview. Yeah. It was probably, I don't know, I want to say maybe six months after that or something. Yeah. I went back and looked at, they think that was interview was 2018 in November. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I left in July of 2019. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you left that band. Um, mm -hmm. I will allow you to elaborate on that if you'd like to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I love those guys still. They're amazing. And I'm so happy with everything they've been doing. But um, for me, it just got to a point where I kind of realized I wanted to be doing more. You know, I wanted to be putting out my own music. I wanted to be getting better at producing. And, you know, I just wanted to do different things with my career than we were doing. Um, so I decided to part ways with them. Cool. Yeah. Easy enough. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's what happens a lot of times. It's just you know, mm -hmm. people just want to do different things. That's there's yeah, just that. different things we wanted to do, different goals. So. Yeah. so then you took off to to LA. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I mean, was that planned? I mean, not, not, I mean, you're young, so a lot of uh, young people, um, and I'm jealous of this. Um, they can just kind of go off on a whim and, and they can just take those risks and, and take the the chances and which is, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. when I was younger, I never took those risks. So I'm, I'm jealous a little bit of, of those who um, 
were able to do that because it's like it's could be scary. So yeah, took off yeah, it was definitely a quick decision because I was in Pennsylvania still until March of 2020, um, okay. and I had decided to move to LA at I think the beginning of 2020. Um, I just. I don't know. I just decided I wanted to do it. I was like, you know, the weather's great. <laughs> Makes more sense musically. So I picked up a move three months later. And I mean, obviously uh, a month or two after that, we uh, had COVID. So yeah, I actually moved to LA the week lockdown went into effect. So that oh, was wow. an experience. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So- I mean, I can't imagine that LA has been everything you thought and hoped it would be. Um, in a lot of ways, no. Um, it's still great. For the first three months of living here, I knew nobody. I don't think I saw another person in real life for three months <laughs> um, <laughs> because everything was in lockdown and I just, there's nowhere to meet people. But um, slowly but surely, I met people and now things are starting to reopen. Um, Everybody's getting vaccinated and it's getting back to normal. The tourists are all back. So Hollywood is back to normal for sure. Okay. That's good. I was always, I was concerned about uh, big cities like LA and New York and how they would uh, rebound. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they would, I don't think there's any, you know, any choice in the matter. They have to, but it's one of those things. How long would it be? Surprisingly? Cause yeah, LA was, one of the epicenters for a couple months over the winter. Um, Cause I ended up going home for the holidays and then I just stayed for a few months. Cause I was like, it's so bad in LA right now, but um, now we're doing really well. I think I just read an article today that we're supposed to enter the yellow tier in the next few weeks, which is the lowest restrictions. So that's good. Wow. And I hear there's like a lot of uh, like a homeless issue. Yes. <laughs> They're that's, that's unfortunate. I know. I'm hopefully they will fix it. I know, you know, people have been talking about it for a long time because it's just it's not good. It's not good for the people who end up homeless. It's not good for anybody else. It's just, you know, get them off the street. You can't afford to do it realistically. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, th- I was asked a question one time. It was one of those, you know, if you could do anything in you know the world, what would you do? And I felt like very cliche, um, that, but I answered, um, I would end homelessness just because mm-hmm. like, no one deserves to be homeless, you know? No, it's, and it's unnecessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. It really is. It is. But it's unfortunately, that's, that's what we, uh, we have to deal with. But mm-hmm. hopefully people smarter than me can figure it out. I hope so. <laughs> I know okay. I heard they're trying to clean up Skid Row in downtown. They're going to try to get all of those people into some form of housing. So hopefully they actually do that. Is that the, um, is that the area where that hotel was? Yeah. The Cecil hotel. Yes. That's right around there. That was a bizarre. I don't know if you watched that documentary. I did. Yeah. yeah. It was bizarre. It, it was kinda, it kind of, it was like interesting, but then I kind of felt duped at the end. Cause it was like, Oh, she's just crazy. Like, oh, so actually it wasn't, there's nothing spooky going on. Yeah. No murderers, <laughs> just a mental health crisis. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel, um, and maybe you could speak to this too. I mean, as a musician, um, I, I've, I've been concerned with, uh, 
musicians and and their mental health and mm-hmm. just because I, I a lot of musicians I mean, a part of being a musician is is playing out live yeah. to, to fans and friends and family and and just kind of having that uh outlet and yeah. you know, without having that now i mean i can't imagine um being deprived of doing something that i love to do and unfortunately I've, I've never been put in that situation so um i can't speak to it maybe as well as you could but how has that how has the last year of your life um kind of been affected uh whether it's mental health or you know just creativity or or whatever it may be yeah it's definitely been weird in some ways it's been good and in some ways it's been really hard it's been nice because like for most of last year, I had nothing to do but make music in my apartment. But at the same time, yeah, like I haven't played a live show in over a year now. And coming from, you know, touring and being in Another Day Dawns and playing live all the time, it's really weird to not be able to do that anymore. So it's definitely, I don't know, it was weird for a while trying to find the balance of like still doing music and still being excited about it, even with everything going on. Yeah. A lot of people that I talk to have have been able to um, s- to see the, the the positives through it, and you know maybe have done things that they wouldn't have done if they were on tour. And, you know, they could focus on their own music, um, yeah. which has been great. Thankfully, I have not run into anybody who's like you know been like really like you know down and out. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that I don't. I don't, but uh, I'm sure yeah. there are people out there, obviously, that have been affected by it. But I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, you've been putting out music nonstop. I feel like over the past two two and a half years. Yeah. Um, I was looking today on Spotify. You have one song that's over 105,000 uh, mm-hmm. streams, which is wild. Um, yeah. You just released a a new song, "Religion," on April 23rd. Um, that's already over 35,000 streams i don't know when this is going to be posted so uh today is may 3rd um so just a reference for those listening or watching Mm -hmm. uh, yeah so april april 23rd to now which is about two weeks not even no a little less yeah yeah so i mean that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive as far as yeah so what do you i mean obviously you have a a bunch of music i think you have 10 singles out um there's so much (laughs) but i mean like i said you have um you know, three of them are over 50,000 streams. You have the one that's over 105,000. Like, what are you doing um, to get your music out there, uh, you know, as, as you create it on your own? Um, yeah, uh, it's a lot of promoting in a lot of different ways. Um, I do a lot of ad-based marketing, um, a lot of pitching my music to different publications and playlists and various things like that. And also just through meeting people out here and having more people sharing it when it comes out. And and what kind of people are you meeting out there? Um, I've been really lucky and I met a bunch of people who actually live in the same building as me who also all do music. So like through them, I just keep meeting more and more musicians, which is awesome. That's the point of moving to LA. So, Yeah. Now, I mean, do you write and produce and record all of your own stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I do all of it start to finish here wow. in my apartment. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Every instrument? like. Yeah, all of it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, was, what was your first release? Um, it was Wanted. Okay. Wow. That feels like so long ago now. <laughs> 
I forget when I played that song on the radio. Um, um, I think, I think it, that one. Yeah, it must have come out in, I think, August of 2019. Okay. So, yeah, a long time ago now. It probably feels like longer than it really is because of the, yeah. the whole past year. But um, Oh, I know. But, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, um, so you write it, you record it, you produce it. That's That's really cool. Yeah, it is super great because I have the freedom to release a lot of music quickly. You know, it's it's my own timeline. And when I finish a song, I can just be like, okay, like I'm going to release it four weeks from now. And, you know, I have freedom with releasing music. Right. And now do you have a background? I mean, I'm assuming you have some kind of background. So that's kind of a stupid question. But like, I, I've known you as a bass player, right? Mm. Um, did you go to school prior to that? Like, how, how did that all happen? Yeah, I um I went to two different music schools in high school. I first started as a voice major and then I studied songwriting at a boarding school for two years, um, right before joining the band. So and then even throughout being in the band, I still wrote a lot on my own and recorded stuff. Um, I think I actually might have released music while I was in the band, but I didn't really ever like post about it or anything <laughs> and it's not there anymore. So, oh, really? um, yeah. And then I've just been doing it for a while. So I've picked up some things and lots of YouTube tutorials. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that's great about the internet mm-hmm. is you can uh, kind of teach yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as, you know, doing your own thing, writing, recording, producing, you know, how outside of the fact that you can, you're kind of on your own and you can kind of do what you want to do. Um, I'm probably sure I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyways. Um, you know, do you like that part more uh, doing that than being a part of a band? Um, honestly, I really loved doing both in different ways you know like i knew it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um because being in the band and playing live shows like that it's so fun and having that sense of family being in a group like that um it's really fun and i mean also like rock music it's just so much fun to play live the shows were always great um but i also do love the more technical and business aspects of doing my own music and putting that out there and being able to just make whatever I want to make whenever I want to. Right. And I feel like you left another day Don's right before, I mean, they were solid when, when you were part of the group, Mm -hmm. I feel like you left and they were kind of taking off to another level. Yeah. Um, is there any kind of any regret at all? Like, is there is there a party that was like, oh man, you're, you know what that that band's doing really well? That would have been cool to be on those tours and to to meet um, you know members like uh, Breaking Benjamin and, and things like that. I mean, is that, yeah. is, is that is that like sometimes in the back of your head saying like that would have been cool? I mean, it's definitely there. I mean, you know, who wouldn't feel that a little bit? Um, but at the same time, I think ultimately it all ended up working out for the best. You know, they're doing great. They're playing festivals this year. They've gone on some crazy tours. I'm in LA releasing music. You know, we're both, we're all very happy with where we're at. And I think we're all doing really well with the things we wanted to do. For sure. I figured that was the answer as well, but I had to ask. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's it's something like, I don't, I don't know that life. I don't know like any part of it. I I don't know the, 
you know, being a solo act or being a part of a band. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always had aspirations of like, you know, being in a band. Um, I've never played music before, so that's mm-hmm. never happened. Never, never going to happen. <laughs> so I, I, my, my connection to it is doing things like this and, you know, the radio show and, and knowing the guys like John Phillips and, and mm-hmm. Aaron Brock from Rick and Benjamin, I, I kind of live vicariously through them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was just never in the cards. I always tell my mom, I, I, you know, she always made me, she wanted me to take banjo lessons. So oh, banjo. Right. So like, it wasn't even like, Hey, like take guitar lessons, which I probably wouldn't have wanted to do. Mm. But like, she took the other angle of like, like take banjo lessons. So, like that wasn't even at, at all cool. No. <laughs> but like now, you know, growing up and being, you know, wishing I was able to play in a band. I say to my mom, like, you know, you made me go to bed when I didn't want to go to bed. And you made me take a shower when I wouldn't want to shower. You made me do all these things I didn't didn't want to do, but you couldn't mm-hmm. make me like take guitar lessons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's okay. Honestly, when I was a kid, I my mom made me take piano lessons and I hated every second of it. And I was so stubborn. She eventually let me quit because I was just so mad about these piano lessons. And then like I don't know, like six years later, I was like, oh, I want to do music. <laughs> so I don't know. I think all kids just hate music lessons. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to play sports. I did play sports, mm-hmm. but like my parents didn't want to tell me that, hey, you're five nine and um you're average at best. Like <laughs> you're not you're not gonna make it to the NBA. Yeah. And, you're not, you're not going to play football. Like mm. you're, 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 you're small. Like <laughs> you should do this instead. And like mm. made a bigger pitch for it, but they didn't. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. And mm. everyone says, Oh, it's never too late to learn. And it's like, well, it kind of is like, I mean, I'm, I'm 38. I got a wife. I got a kid. Like yeah. any of my spare time, like right now is like either sleeping or doing this. So it's yeah. like, I guess I could, try and learn music instead of doing this, mm. but you're just like, there's other things I'd rather do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not gonna, mm. I don't know, <laughs> but so you just released a new song a week and a half ago. Um, yes. what are the plans for 2021 as, you know, we mentioned the world kind of opening back up and hopefully getting mm-hmm. back to what they call normal. Um, what are the plans for this year? Um, definitely releasing more music um ideally i would love to get back into playing live shows um i'm not exactly sure when that'll be possible probably this summer um i've got a music video shoot scheduled for this summer so i've got a new video coming out (laughs) sometime this year um yeah just keep keep going keep releasing music i'm also um opening well opening a studio is not really the right word but i'm opening my apartment to record for other people and produce for other people um so i'm getting started with that this year so that's exciting that's awesome good for you mm-hmm. yeah very cool um is it you say when you're playing out i mean do you have uh people that help you like do those shows or do you do them like strip down acoustic solo or how, how does that work Um, I haven't fully decided how I'm going to do it yet. I haven't, I think I've played one show as a solo artist and I just used backtracks going through the speakers. Um, I think what I'm going to end up doing is a combo of backtracks and some live players. I really want to have a live drummer, um, 
maybe somebody doing synthy stuff. Um, and then me on some instruments for different songs. So I haven't really, really figured it all out yet. Cause I mean, there's been no opportunity to try it. <laughs> right. Well, in a perfect world, I guess you would be forced to figure it out. Yeah. But, no, I love your music. I think it's great. I mean, um, it, it fits the, you know, the, what do I, how do I say it? The, um, the alternative format, I guess you could say hmm. that is, you know, here and now. Yeah. Um, where do you get inspiration for your music? Um, generally just from my own life, whatever's happening, whatever I've been thinking about, um, reflecting on past things a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm. Love. I mean, I, I, there's a few, a few songs that are, I think, geared towards love and maybe yeah. fail love or. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, for a while, it was a lot of just, yeah, like heartbreak songs. <laughs> um, I'm starting to write more now about mental health related things. Um, yeah, just, I kind of just write about whatever has been weighing on me recently. It's a, writing's always been a therapeutic thing for me. It's a way to like get out whatever I'm feeling and thinking. Yeah. I was always curious because like some, some people can write about like, uh, you know, different stories or, or the, you know, different scenarios mm. that they're not even going through, which I thought was, thought was yeah. like, very interesting because like, if I was, you know, someone to write music, I think I would have to write it about, you know, what's going on in my life, whether it's yeah. know, happiness or sadness or whatever it might be. So it's, I think mm -hmm. it's interesting when people are able to, to do that. I mean, do you, are you kind of both or do you kind of, like you said, you, you kind of write about what you're going through at the moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm also always amazed by people who can write about, you know, other people's stories or stories that they're just, you know, thinking about things that never happened to them. Cause I've never really been that kind of songwriter. It's always been just me writing about whatever's going on in my life. Um, I'm sure if I really tried, I could do it, but it's just never really been my thing. Yeah. I mean, there are some great storytellers that are, you know, singer songwriters mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, what are some of your inspirations? Um, or who? <laughs> um, that shouldn't be such a hard question, but I just like, I listen to so much and I love drawing inspiration from all of it. Um, a really big inspiration for me is Jack Antonoff. Um, he produces for Lord Taylor Swift. Um, he's bleachers. I don't I've, think people know that a lot. No, I know. I didn't even really connect all of it. I've always loved like Taylor Swift and Lord and like all of these different bands he was in or people he produced for. And then like recently I connected that it was all him. And it's like, Oh, like I just love Jack Antonoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's a big inspiration for me as a producer. That's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. We had him play uh, one or two shows, I think, at uh, when we were Fuzz or Alt. I forget what's what, what yeah. the time, but yeah, he's, he's, he's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Who else? Anything? Um, I love Kay Flay. Um, what has she been doing lately? I, she just put out a song, um, and I think she put out in a little EP a little bit ago that was covers of these different punk songs, which was really cool. Really? Yeah. Cause like, I feel like she was like in it for mm -hmm. a minute, like, and then kind of disappeared. She, I know she played, yeah. she played at the theater at the radio mm -hmm. station and then she went down and played a uh, club in Wilkes-Barre. Um, 
And I think she played on a show with Jack Antonoff that we had oh, as well. Yeah. So I, I was familiar with her just through the radio station and I, mm-hmm. I really liked her music, but yeah, she was gone. Yeah. yeah, she was. I don't think she put anything out for a while. And then, yeah, she's just started putting more stuff out. So that's cool. I love yeah. her music. She's it's just so interesting what she does lyrically and musically. I always think it's so cool. Her voice is different, too. Yeah, like her whole sound is just a little different. And it's it's really cool. It is cool. Who else? I keep cutting you off and I apologize. <laughs> that's OK. Um, I'm trying to think. I like can never think of people on the spot. You would think this would be so much easier as a musician. On the spot. Let's Um, go. Oh, the band Paris is another big one for me. I love them. Okay. Yeah. Familiar. (laughs) But I'll write it down because one reason I like doing this as well because I'm introduced to Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's another one. I love their lyrics Um, and the production is always really cool too. It's just you know, all around something I really enjoy and would like to do similar things too. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, Taylor Swift has been a big inspiration throughout my whole life and career. Um, Taylor Swift is the reason I decided to do music. I saw her live when I was like 13 and I was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so. That's not a bad, uh, bad person to uh, follow for sure. Yeah. She's just a little successful. Just a little, you know, a little bit. not super big. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I mean, as, as a, I, I, I appreciate her music. Um, was it last year she dropped the two albums or was that the year before that? Uh, last year, I think. I can't keep them. I can't keep them. <laughs> I can't keep either. track of like the timeline for anything anymore. It all blurs no. together. <laughs> but yeah, those were, those are two great albums too. Mm-hmm. And the one before that was really, I mean, they're all really good. Like, yeah. I don't really care for her um, music prior to, I want to say like 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, ever since then, I've been a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I've Um, always liked her, you know, even through like, as I've gone through different phases of what type of music I listen to, like somehow I always just come back to Taylor Swift and I'm like, you know, this really is good. (laughs) Now, is that like, do you think that's for you personally? Is that an age thing where like, um, you know, you're just in a different point of your life or is that a, a mood thing where you're just kind of like you you might find new artists through, um, you know, a Spotify algorithm or. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, you know, like I've gone through different like there have been a lot of different genres that i'll be really into for a while and then like i'll find another genre that i really love um and yeah i think it is just an age thing and like as i grow up and i just start appreciating different types of music in different ways yeah Yeah, it's funny how that happens i'm trying i I still like a lot of what i liked when i was younger Mm -hmm. i don't think i really grew out of of anything per se yeah um I mean, I'm definitely not throwing on Biggie or 50 Cent uh, or Nelly like I used to when I was you know, 20. Mm. Or, <laughs> but I yeah. still, I still like the music. I mean, I still appreciate you mm-hmm. know, what it is. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely outgrew some stuff. I had a terrible emo phase when I was like 15. I listened to all of the really. But that's all good stuff. Stuff. I. <laughs> So a lot of it is the stuff that I listened to is not <laughs> like what 
I was a Blood on the Dance Floor fan. Okay, not familiar. I, you're lucky. Want <laughs> to write it down? Uh, uh, it's really not even worth it. The singer is like I, bad stuff. Okay. Well, but, what is your what is your emo? Because I mean, I have I have what my emo is. So yeah, let me, let me I was here. the like emo that real emo kids looked at and were like, ew. <laughs> All of the just really cringy stuff. Yeah. I mean, my emo was Yellow Card, Dashboard mm-hmm. Confessional. Um, oh, now I'm drawing blanks. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, things like that. Mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance. That was my emo. Yeah, I was like the, the cringy, honestly, more like scene kid, emo okay. kid kind of stuff. Yeah weird stuff <laughs> okay yeah right. i outgrew most of that but you know like my chemical romance of course like they're great yeah it was but was it last year they were supposed to come back um yeah a lot of I bands think, uh, last year mm-hmm. they're playing some festivals this year yeah but did you see the ticket prices on those those i know because i was gonna buy tickets to aftershock because another day dawns is playing and i was like i'm gonna go see them but the day they're playing sold out and like all the resales are like $500 yeah, nuts. <laughs> yeah. Last year was such a, like, not, not just because of like it, it shut everything down, but there was so many cool things that were happening last year mm-hmm. that like just reunion tours and just like, it's just yeah. great things that just really got, and I don't really get excited for new year's. Like I'm not that kind of guy, like, you know, new year, new me, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's a fresh start. It's this, that, that thing. Like, but for the first time that I can ever remember, I was like, this year is going to be the best year yet. Mm-hmm. Like just as far as my career was concerned and all every, everything in my life, I was like, this is going to yep. be the best year yet. And it was probably hands down the worst year of my entire life outside of the COVID stuff. Like, yeah, just in general, it was rough. personal <laughs> stuff. And yeah, just man, what a, what a shit show. I feel you. I, th- I was the same way. You know, I was like, 2020 is going to be amazing. I'm moving to LA. Like I'm going to release so much music. I'm going to play all these shows, do all these things. And then yeah. just, you know, everything got thrown out the window. Yeah. What? A, and who would have thought that could happen? I know it's like, who could have seen it coming? I mean, it's, it feels so normal now in a way. Like it's like, Oh yeah. Like COVID. But yeah. I think back to like when I was getting ready to move out here, you know, I was panicking. My family was panicking. We were all trying to decide if I should even go. Like I remember like I was trying to figure out if they were going to like close down airports and stop domestic travel. And, you know, it was so intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but mm-hmm. hopefully we can put it in the rearview mirror and, and move on yes hopefully but, soon yeah so one question i want to ask and i think we talked about this when we were with rich howells um you know what's it obviously uh, and unfortunately we're still living in a world that um i don't want to say men dominate because that's not the right word um but you know what i'm trying to get at I yeah mean, what, what is, what's it like for you um and, and it's great that we have people like Taylor Swift that they're paving the mm. way and and knocking down those walls. But what's what is what have you experienced? You know, being a female artist, being a female bass player, producer, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I mean, what are the obstacles that you've been you know that you've had overcome? And yeah, 
and get through? Um, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I've found throughout being in the band and even now is, you know, it's a lot harder to get respect from people. You know, you kind of have to prove yourself first because, you know, you like meet people and you're like, oh yeah, like I'm a singer. I do this. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. Until like, you know, you kind of have to like show them like, no, like I'm serious. Like I really do this. I really produce. I really sing. I really play bass, whatever. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of just, you know, assuming that I have no idea what I'm doing um, just because I'm a girl. There was a lot when I was in the band, um, a lot of people assumed that like I was just there to look hot on stage. And then, you know, like I would have sound guys ask me if I knew how to turn on my amp. And I was like, I mean, I hope so. Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, if I'm, yes, I know how to use my gear. (laughs) So, um, I feel like that's definitely the biggest thing. Just, it's a lot more work to earn people's respect as a woman doing music. Do you think you could take that, um, as as an advantage in that there might be less clutter yeah honestly like there have been benefits to me being a woman doing this also especially with like now that i'm producing for other people um you know a lot of my clients are other female artists who might feel a little too intimidated to like reach out to a man to produce because you know they just feel like they're not we're we're scumbags yeah yeah you know it's just weird so it's nice in that way like there's a lot more connections and a lot more work to be had like specifically working with other women who feel the same way. So that's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like though too, like <clears throat> it's like, Oh, I, I produced this. And then someone's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then you, you can play it or you can say, yeah. yeah. And like, wait, you did this. Like, and it's almost like a, what? Like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny in some ways, like when that happens, cause you're like, no, like I wasn't lying. Yeah. Like I told you I do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool though too. Mm. It's unfortunate we have to have. I mean, it, it's it goes for you know sex and and race and all those things and yeah. I don't want to get into that during this, but I mean, um, you know, we've we've just come out. I think of a uh, very div- divisive year. Yes, the past year. So hopefully, you know, getting through COVID and and moving mm. on, uh, we can kind of I don't want to say heal because that's not the right word either. But like, it just. I don't know. We've just been so like at each other. And, and I know. I hope people can find more understanding Yeah. for everybody else. You know, and I don't think social media helps. I, and I, I say this every episode that I do. It, it just, yeah. I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's too easy for people to hide behind a computer mm-hmm. and say things to people. They, they would never say to their, uh, you know, that person's face. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it's just, it's just trash. It's, it's, it is. I, I, I always say if it wasn't for the fact that I need to be on social media for my career, right. I probably wouldn't have it. Yeah. Like I have friends who don't have social media and they just seem so much happier not having to be on it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I think about that. It's like, I don't know what I would do without it almost like, yeah. It's like like part I, of my life. It's disgusting, but like, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's awful because it's like, you know, it kind of has to be when you have some kind of job in the entertainment industry or you're, you know, something that relies on social media. It's like, well, you know, I have to be on it all the time, but also I hate that I'm on it all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe there's a way they can clean that up too in the whole process. I don't know. I, I doubt <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just people are people are shitty. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Just but yes. <laughs> I digress. But well, listen, I hope you I wish you the best of luck with your future music releases. Um obviously all your music is is available on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music anywhere else that people should go to <laughs> all of the above wherever all you listen them. to music it's probably okay. there <laughs> Bandcamp. um no actually oh, shit sorry <laughs> that's, the I one. I, that's one of those things i keep being like oh yeah like i should get on there that's a good idea and then i forget <laughs> yeah they do this like Bandcamp fridays i think it is and people wherever yeah. you know people buy your music which i, I mean <laughs> i don't know that anyone's buying music anymore I know. Well, that's kind of been my thing. I'm like, oh, like I should probably get on Bandcamp. Like that's, you know, just another place to be sharing my music. But then right. at the same time, yeah, like who's buying music? When yeah, it's weird. Spotify and Apple Music exist. So yeah, you're probably too young to really like to remember like albums. Like, I mean, yeah, believe it or not, there were there were artists that sold millions of records. I know. I mean, A like I, I vaguely remember stuff like that, you know, but by the time I started making music, it was Spotify and yeah. you know streaming. And I fought for the longest time. I I was one of those guys. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna buy the CD. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it was kind of two things happened. Artists stopped releasing full length albums. So yeah, like I, I grew up doing that. Like I I, mm-hmm. I would get I would buy an album from Joan Ardoin's Gallery of Sound. I would put it on my my computer. I would transfer it to my iPod, and I would be on my way. Some of my CDs yeah. are in like excellent condition because they were never seen the light of day almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I I jumped on the the Spotify. I think I have Spotify. I have I have Apple, and I have Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too convenient. I know. You know? Yeah, and it's like as a listener. You know, of course, I love Spotify as an artist. I'm like, well, you know, right. this sucks, but it's like, it's not going to go away because you can't beat the convenience of it. Right. Yeah, it's it's a double edged sword. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I always loved getting the albums because it was you know the artwork and the lyrics inside yeah. and like, eh. yeah. Well, I mean, vinyls are coming back. I have like a whole. Don't stack get me started on vinyls. You put, you know what? Shut that that record player up and throw it <laughs> in the trash. Well, honestly, I just like buying because I always liked, you know, I would buy CDs and stuff when I was younger, too, because I liked the artwork and I liked having lyrics and stuff like that. So, like, I get vinyls just because I like the, you know. The yeah, packaging. it's fine. But, like, I mean, you're not getting better sound quality out of a vinyl record. No, like, uh, that record sounds awful. I never actually play it. Thank you. Thank you. I have friends that try <laughs> to. Oh, terrible. Man, it's this. I'm like, shut up. No. I mean, maybe if you buy like a really nice system and speakers and everything, but by yeah. itself, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so big too. Like even CDs, like, I mean, like here's my, here's my record collection now. Like, right. Like, yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I, I love my CD collection. I hope that one day um, I keep it now. Cause I hope one day my son will maybe like come across it and be like, Oh, what's this? And I can kind of like, share cool with him. It'll be cool and retro by then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I bought a CD, which. I hate I, same because I I mean like cars don't even have CD players. They anymore. don't. They don't. Like my car doesn't have a CD player. I was like, wow. Yeah. I used. To, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, I, I come from the old school where we had like books and like you went on a road trip and you had this like, or like five like binders mm. full of music. And yeah, some of the fun of that was like leafing through them. Like, you know, and mm -hmm. it would take you the entire CD that you were listening to to find something else because there was so many of them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It was, I those did. are simpler times too. Mm. <laughs> they yeah. really were. What a trade-off. We, we we go all digital and the world's turning to shit over social media when we could just 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 we could stay with cassettes and CDs yeah. and records, whatever. But <laughs> here we are. Yeah. But listen, I know it's early where you are, so I don't want to like take up your night. So I mean, I'll let you go. Thank you so much okay. for doing this. I appreciate the time. Um I love your music. Um Thanks. you know, it's it's cool that you took a took a leap of faith and moved out to LA and during a crazy time, I didn't know that. I, th I thought you was yes. than that, but I wish you the best of luck with everything. And uh, if there's everything I can do to help you along the way, um, me and my five listeners will uh, be more than happy to, to assist in that. Thanks. Lydia <laughs> so, Dillon, thank you again. Great seeing you. Great seeing you too. Well, through the computer. Yeah. Hey, you know, I said before, I mean, like I'm thankful, like as much as I hate doing it via zoom because the audio kind of can suck and, and, you know, you can have glitches and, and delays or whatever. Um, this is better than nothing. So again, thank you very much. And uh, I will uh, not creepily follow you on the internet. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>